sincerely, the people under the scares. I swear that people at this job, if my family were not around, I would be McCreamy on OnlyFans. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I'd be dipping it low. Spreading it wide. You know what? I, look, if I had as much strength and just if I was that type of person to um, start an OnlyFans child, I would. But I just can't. I'm not. That's not me. Like, it's going to pop up somewhere because you have to promote your OnlyFans. And my mom's still like, Ooh. uh-uh. <laughs> my mom be all up in my stuff, so. Would it be worse if they were supportive and like, okay, but you need to lift your leg. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I would quit. That alone right there would make me stop. <laughs> I got to edit this out. I don't want you to. <laughs> Wait, are you recording now? Wait. I hit record. Oh. You didn't want <laughs> the countdown showed up. I didn't see. I um I moved the uh the screen because I'm trying to pull up IMDb. <laughs> I'm not that tech savvy. Hold on. I'll take that out. No, you could keep it in. It's fine as long as it's not like. Welcome back to the People Under the Scares podcast, where we discuss everything scary, spooky, and disturbing in horror. This is Mike, and I'm Bobby. And in today's episode, we will be continuing our honoring of Black History Month, discussing the 1995 cult classic and timeless classic anthology, Tales from the Hood. Yes, I am excited um, because Tales from the Hood, though it's becoming, it's one of those movies I feel like it's starting to become like a bigger and bigger, um, well, it's starting to grow a bigger and bigger fan base, I should say. Um, cause just a few years ago, I haven't heard too many people really talk about this movie as much now each year, I feel like it's starting to grow and grow and grow. And I guess that's why they did a sequel and then another movie after that, you know, they weren't that great. Unfortunately, you know, part three yeah. was cool, but we don't talk about that second one. <laughs> <laughs> But it's Hells from the Hood. They tried. They tried. They tried. Yeah. And the, and the crazy thing about it is, it's like, there are some of the same creators that did the first one that did the sequels. And I was kind of like, well, guys, what's going on? <laughs> like, y'all created this, you know, this masterpiece in the 90s. And then you get the second one. I mean, again, they tried with the third one. But that second one, man, just, mm-mm. It's weird. It's almost as if there's nothing else for them to touch on, even though there is. But like you said, this to me is a masterpiece. And it the issues discussed in this movie or touched on in this movie translate today. I, okay, hold on. Hold on. Let's get into, all right, let's get into this. Cause, um, <laughs> well, not let's get into the movie. Not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe we have some horror news. Um, yes. Um, it's not much, but I wanted to talk about um, some things that came out in the news just because I'm excited. So today, while we were recording this episode, we just got news that they're making a Scream Part 6. I'm excited. <gasps> I know, right? <laughs> I mean, it was evident because 
the 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 fifth movie was great and it just with a screen movie i feel like especially in today's world it's it's evident that we're going to get a sequel because people just love ghostface and gal and sydney so much and dewey well not dewey so much anymore but mm -hmm, dwight um (laughs) but he's gone so now we just got the two remaining queens left um, that's right I'm glad you include Gail in the remaining queen well, of course why wouldn't I I love Gail I don't have hate people seem to forget her how can you forget Gail like come on she what I'm I'm saying Sydney Prescott's personality is a little mad in comparison to Gail well, she's a better fighter but well yeah that's true personality wise if you want to who you would hang with more gal or sydney and of course gal because gal she's sassy she seems like she's much more fun and like she mm-hmm. would be that girl at the parties that you would love to just hang around with sydney is the one that's on the corner sipping her drink observing judging everybody mm-hmm. pl- plotting who she's gonna kill next no, I, I wouldn't go that far <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't go that far um I don't think she would be plotting and I don't think she would be judging. I think Sydney just, she's chill. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I can resonate with her because I'm like that at most times. I can be loud, but most of the time I'm just, I'm to myself. So I'm not like a girl. I'm, you know, I'm proud to say I'm not just because I'm not that person that's sassy or quick with their words. I'm just not that guy. So I would mm-hmm. to compare myself out everybody. It would be Sydney just because she's more laid back and chill. Was Tamon, what did he, did Tamon say you were Randy? He, first, he was trying to call you Randy, which is not an insult. It's not. I love Randy, and he called me Randy. No, he called who? He called me somebody else. I think it was Rebecca or some shit. <laughs> and then I'm like Tamon, like I, <laughs> I just take Randy. I just take Randy. He's cool as shit. You know what? I'm I'm cool with it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was just like Rebecca. What you compete yourself to Miss Jennifer? That's right. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm not really like her, I just like her uh, personality. I don't know, Mike. I can more. see it. <laughs> if I were trying to be a smart ass, yeah, mm-hmm. I could be like her, but it takes a lot for me to get to that point. You know, the more and more I do this podcast with you, you are <laughs> you're more of a Jennifer. You are Jennifer, oh. yeah. And that's a compliment. We Thank we love Parker Posey in this neck of the woods, so Yes, Parker Posey. But where is she at? where else has she been? Let me not go on a tangent about Parker. Lee. I know. Okay. Um, <laughs> I so I'm just wondering where they can go with this movie now. I mean, I guess since they have a new cast, right. they can go kind of anywhere. But part of me is wondering if they're even going to keep Tara and Sam in the next movie. Like, I'm wondering if they're even going to have them both. In I feel it. like they are. They might just have Tara in it and not Sam, or Sam might die. They might pull a, a Halloween on us. Mm. <laughs> Sam is going to be like. Uh, they're going to kill her off in the beginning. I don't know because they, I feel like they wouldn't have dug too much in the territory of Billy Loomis being her father so much in the fifth one. I have a feeling they have an idea of what they want to do with Sam. They were just waiting to get greenlit for another film. I think they have mm-hmm. plans. Um, so I believe 
both Sam and Tara is going to come back and um, I'm sure it's going to be craziness. Um, obviously, we need Chad and Mindy back because uh, they survived. And Yes, we do. Yeah, and being as though Mindy is like the Randy in this new era of Scream, we have to keep her... We have to keep her going with these movies. Now, we don't need her killed off like Randy in the second film, so... No, we do not. No, no we don't. Mm-mm. And, um... Like, if they're bringing all six of those survivors back, I'm just like, uh, so who are they gonna kill off? Because they need to make a statement. It better not be Gail. Uh, um... <laughs> Knock them off not. one by one. But, um... But... If you think about it, this Scream movie, like, yes, Gail, Sydney, and Dewey. Well, Dewey was in this movie. I feel like he was in this movie more than Gail and Sydney, if you think about it. He's actually investigating mm-hmm. with them. You know, he was hanging around no more. He had that big kill scene. And Gail and Sydney were beginning the movie, teeny bit in the middle, and then they had the big third act. So it was just like they were there. Because they are, they're the OG. So they just popped up. They didn't, the movie wasn't following them, which I liked. So I feel like they may do that again with the next one. We'll focus more on the kids rather than Sydney and Gail. Like they'll be there, but not as much. So I'm trying to think why they would come back. Because to me, the only reason they came back was for Dewey, both of them. Right. In one way. So like, if he he's gone, I doubt Gail has any reason to ever come back there. Mm-hmm. Sydney, uh, probably not. Um, she, I don't think she has any family left. Now, how many other baby mamas does uh, Billy Loomis have? <laughs> That's the question. Right. We might get a family of killers in the next one. Oh, gosh. If they do that, I just don't want it to be messy. <laughs> I don't want it to be messy. It needs to be... Just leave it with Sam. I, I'm I'm okay with that. I just want to know who is her mother. I want to see the reveal of their shitty mother. So that would be dope. Um, let's see. Any other screen theory? Mm. I can't think of anything else. Yeah. Nor 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 can I. I just yeah. Again, I'm just happy that we're getting a another movie. And that's it, really, with that. I don't really have nothing else. I mean, I could go on and on talking about Scream, but we not we don't, you know, we don't want to do that time. <laughs> but yes. What about Scream the Musical? No. And <laughs> people are still getting killed. Mm-hmm. It's on, I, they're in like, um, I don't know, some snowy town or some shit. And there's ice skating and there's singing and there's musical numbers. But people still get killed. I would like that with the exception of having blood being splattered on my face if I'm in the front row. Kind of like, I think they did that with the Evil Dead musical. Blood was splattering on mm. people. I would love that. I want, just, just dirty me up. <laughs> blood everywhere. I want to come out that theater and like, yes, I murdered somebody. And it was lovely. <laughs> oh, goodness. Bobby scares me. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. You fronting. You like you leaving me out in this world. No, so I the way I describe it is I love to watch horror. I don't really like to do horror. 
So, like you said, we should all go to some haunted blah, blah, blah. I'm probably not going to do that. Oh. There might be 30 of us. Mm -hmm. You'll be there. Maybe. (laughs) I just don't want there to be the off chance that something actually pops off while I'm there. Well, you can be Roger in this moment. You know, Roger, he dipped. So the moment you see something crazy, bounce. You know what? I'll go with you. Because I feel like I'm not going to stay when shit goes wrong. Like, guys, I love y'all. Hopefully, I hear on the news tomorrow that nobody got hurt or, you know, was murdered or whatever. Um, And hopefully I see y'all the next day on social media being happy. But I'm out. Bye. (laughs) I I give you two chances. I'll tell you. I saw uh, some ashy demon looking bitch in the corner. And he was... um, you know about to pounce on one of y'all you don't listen the first time okay I'm headed towards the door but I'm going to tell you one more time if you don't listen after that it's on you right <laughs> it is on you I know that's that would right. be fun it would be fun creepy but fun I would love that hopefully we get to do that very soon or we could do a, like a recreation of MTV's fear we could do that a couple of us get together yes it can be like investigative journalists. <laughs> just. <laughs> Every time I say that, I just think about those two <laughs> podcasters on Model yes, um, So it just, I want to say it in that voice, but I just can't. So, yeah. So every time I hear investigative <laughs> journalists on TV, I start cracking up. They ruined it for me. <laughs> but yes, we can be investigative journalists and podcasters and a whole bunch of shit. Going in, you know, to a house or the woods or, you know, visiting our favorite uh, horror movie location and then shit go wrong. I would love that. (laughs) Don't y'all pull no pranks either because I do not. No, pranks will happen, I'm sure. With the group of people that we know, pranks would definitely happen. I'm locking my door. Uh, mm, okay. Um, although if something happens and my door is locked, yep. that wouldn't be good either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, we got to work out the kinks of that. Yes. <laughs> Let's see. So this movie, Tales from the Hood, yes. was directed by Rusty Cundiff, who is also a part of one of the stories in here as an actor. Yes. And it's also starring Clarence Williams, Paula J. Parker from Friday. You know, um, um, she was also in that phone booth movie with like, she, was that? Like, you killed my baby daddy! Yeah. You killed my baby daddy! <laughs> yeah, she she was in that movie. <laughs> Get on the bus. Uh, yes, there's thunder going on in the background, y'all. Thunder and lightning. So just go with it. Go with it. Don't hear it, but okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, David Allen Greer, you know, in Living Color. He was great. Blank Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently great actor. I didn't know that he was more of a stage actor mm-hmm. before getting on in Living Color. And a lot of, a lot of comedians were. Like, a lot of them were, like, serious actors. And then when you find out that they're, like, comedians... Well, when, they're, when they are, like, doing comedic work and doing these, like, variety shows and stuff... And then when you watch, like, an interview or a documentary, you find out that they're, like, you know, serious actors. You be like, what? <laughs> like, I wouldn't have thought because y'all are big goofballs. 
Mm. So it was crazy. Then we also have Joe Torre. Mm-hmm. Mm. Chicago. Chicago. Poetic justice. Yes. Sprung. Yes. Wait a minute. Was the director, the guy who played the teacher in the um, story with um, Soul Food Kid with the tears, mm-hmm. was he in Sprung too? He played his friend? I think so. The light-skinned dude with the... Okay, I gotta look this up afterwards. Wait, you talking about his teacher? Yeah, his teacher in that story, he... For some reason, now that I'm thinking of Sprung, I feel like Joe Toy's friend in Sprung is that guy. Yeah, because that's actually, um... What's his name? Um, Rusty Cundeef. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so so that... I have to go back and watch it just to make sure that it's him, but that looks just like him. Mm-hmm. Maybe that is was him. Wow. Okay. Now I need to go. And watch. he was in. And Paula J. Parker was in that too. See. Wow. Damn. We were just missing uh, Tisha Campbell. <laughs> it's the journey. <laughs> Wait. I gotta do. She did it so dramatically. It's the journey. I love Tisha Campbell. Oh, my God. I don't know how she always ends up. But, I mean, she was in Sprung, so I guess. (laughs) Yo. Oh, my God. Okay, so this movie. All right, so essentially, this is a film, an anthology film. So we start off with our three, some might say sexy, gangsters coming up to a mortuary. Um. We have only one of them was Joe Tory. Um, one. Yep. Joe Tory, as we mentioned. That's the only one. We have Stacy from the Wood. Mm. He's all right. And then we have Junior from Players Club. Rapist. His character in Players Club was a rapist. I don't believe he is one in real life. <laughs> yeah. Let me stop. I'm sure he's the sweetest man. I'm sure he's a great guy. But that's how you know. Like, he did a great job um, as far as an actor. Because when you look at somebody, you just can't get that role out there, out your head that they played. And you just mm-hmm. see them all the time as that character. That's how you know that they did a great job. Um, for the, most of the Dawson, time. Dawson's Creek. You'll always see Dawson as Dawson. Yeah. I mean, granted, that's a show. And I mean, a lot of people that done shows, like, you can never... Like, once they've been on that show for a, a certain amount of years and then they try to move on to bigger roles and bigger movies, you're always going to see them as that character that they were in that show. True, mm-hmm. true, 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 true. Um, Unless they have, like, a extens- extensive amount of work where, you know... Again, like Sarah Michelle Gellar, yes, we think of Buffy, but then we also think of Helen Shivers from... I don't know what you did last summer... Um, and some people even think of Cece, her small role in Scream 2, which is interesting. Um. <laughs> and now I'm thinking of that video Ryan put up of Cece. Oh, God. It's, it's the extended version of the scene. I need to take Ryan's phone. I think at this point, we all as a collective <laughs> need to take that man's phone. <laughs> go, go. He on is out of control. This page. <laughs> Go on Brother Ghoulish's page. You can go on Instagram, I believe Twitter, or TikTok, and look up this <laughs> seed from Scream 2 with Cece. I guarantee you, you have not witnessed it before. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But, uh, 
So we have these three dudes, these three gangsters rolling up at this mortuary. They're looking for some shit. The shit, the shit they get. They say that a lot in this mm-hmm. movie. The shit. Uh, and I was like, I wish you would just say what the fuck you actually trying to come get instead of saying that over and over again. <laughs> um, they're waiting at the door. Mm-hmm. And the Mr. Sims, Clarence Williams, pops his head up. Yes. <clears throat> With that fro and everything. That man was creepy. I mean, rest in peace to um, Clarence yes. Williams the third. But <laughs> he he gave me nightmares as a kid watching this movie. He's just one of the things that gave me nightmares. But I was creeped out by home, especially when we get to that end, child. Uh, yeah, all that sweat. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, was that? I wonder if that was his real sweat, or if he like puts like squeezed a rag or something. They probably did face. that, or maybe he was hot as shit. Or maybe he's that great of an actor where he could just generate sweat just on cue. <laughs> he's a, a mutant that, <laughs> that can uh, propel heat off of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they come inside. Apparently, they are under the impression that Mr. Sims is um, about to sell some shit to them. And they're there to collect. And so, basically, he brings them down to the basement of the mortuary or further back into yeah. it. And he reveals a body. A body. Mm-hmm. And it is of a man named Clarence. And he then decides to go into kind of like uh, how I met your mother story instead of just selling them the shit. Right. Okay. So we are then taken into our first story. Rogue Cop Revelation. Revelation Yon. And this is very much so a story about police brutality. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is still relevant question it. today. Exactly. Still relevant. Let me just say one thing about this movie. Every story is still relevant today. This movie came out like 20 something years ago. And it's said that we're still going through, you know, what they're talking about in this damn movie as well. So, mm-hmm. wow. Like when I was watching this again, I was just like, <laughs> nothing changed. Nothing changed. Right. Which is crazy, which is to me why it's so well received. I mean, it's actually crazy to me that people have not heard of this movie or seen it, but I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense if you don't watch black horror movies. <sighs> don't get me started on that. That's, that is another rant. <laughs> oh, it's coming. It's coming. I already feel it. When I was watching this, I was like, uh, when we get to uh, Mr. Be- the bay of the movie is the doll from the uh, the story with the killer dolls. By Wait, the you said bay of the movie is the doll? Yes, that's my hunk of the movie. All right, so you talking about your concern for me in the beginning of this episode, <laughs> and you're talking about a damn doll. Yeah, Michael. He's, he's pocket size. I can take him <laughs> anywhere. I don't have to pay for a flight. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. No comment. That's all. He's a little bitey. Mm. You like teeth, huh? I actually do not. Well, do not bite. Well, Ty, you don't want you don't want that teeth because have you seen that grill? <laughs> Pocket size my ass, but he is okay. Um. Okay. So this the story road cop revelation. We're gonna get to that other story that's coming up. I wonder, and then we're gonna see which is our favorite of the four. Okay. And um, 
Do we want to rate the stories? I don't know. We'll get. To yeah, that. we should. Let's do that. We'll rate the stories at the end. Okay. All right. So this story, Road Cop Revelation, is about a rookie African American cop, Clarence, who we saw dead in the funeral parlor, and this is his first night on patrol, and he is with his partner, who is white. And then they roll up on a stopped car with another black man who's up against the car and two white officers uh, that pulled him over. And we can tell early on some suspect shit is going on because the dude is like, I ain't even do anything. And they busted out the taillight to, quote unquote, give a reason why they pulled him over. Mm -hmm. Right. And so... I think I think they definitely knew who he was because they asked they were mentioning like you're making things really bad difficult for, for co- uh, um, other cops and difficult stuff. for good yeah. cops the good cops so and quote, they hit him good already cops. I remember that they hit him and then they sent Clarence to the car to look up the license plate so they could do some other fuck shit um, while they're not even questioning him so one cop. He fucking throws his head, throws him through the car window, his head through the fucking car window. Right. And and he turned right around and started defending himself. And then they beat his ass. While um, Billie Holiday was singing Strange Fruit in the black background. Yeah. So you're hearing that, which is obviously a song um, that signifies the protest of lynching of black Americans who were primarily the target of lynchings after the Civil War. And to be clear, lynching is not just being hung. It is, you could be shot, put down in that way. You could be dragged by a car. You could be burned. There's so many other um, lanes when it comes to lynching. But um, yeah. speaking of that, y'all need to go watch the United States versus Billy Billie Holiday on Hulu. With Andre Day, who won and had yes, a role in that, she did her damn thing in that, and that movie was about how the federal government was trying to stop her from singing that song because it was, uh, in their eyes, causing an up an uproar. Child. But anywho, they always try to stop us from doing some shit, and then later on try to steal it. I can't. Oh. oh my god so uh clarence he runs the place he realizes that oh and i forgot to mention this was a councilman who was putting away corrupt cops so this is why these other cops were upset about it and it's always funny to me because it kind of this is uh, like you said relates today because people still to this day will act as if every cop is a good cop right these it's the irony of you beating my ass while telling me you are taking away good cops, so you have are you proud of yourself and all this shit. So, um, they further beat his ass, and then they tell Clarence, they promise him that they're gonna take him to the hospital, right? They do not. They take him to the dock, they shoot him up with some heroin, and they put some I think they put Coke in the like trunk or something. They put Coke in the trunk, and then they had the car drive off the dock. And so basically not only are they murdering him, making it look like it was a ODing on drugs to kind of like ruin his reputation. I just, I was sickened. Sickened all over again. The things. Yeah. Whew. No, me too. Um, hold on. I'm so sorry. All right. What the <laughs> fuck was that? Ooh, I don't need this to be host. Where did Wes come 
I I can't. Something went off in Bobby's background, and we don't know what it is. I don't know. Like, it literally sounded like, first of all, like, I'm upstairs. And it literally sounded like somebody was playing something from their cell phone right at my window. That is so weird. I heard it. You heard it, right? I heard it. That didn't sound like it was coming from a car. That was really weird. Uh, (sighs) Here we go. Um, If... (laughs) Bobby trying to prank me. I am I not sw- feeling this. I swear I'm it's- not trying to prank you. That was fucking weird. So it's out That's why you seem like. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. Well, Mr. Sims don't want us to do do what we got to do. I'm not feeling this. What's going on? So I thought that was just somebody that happened to be in the house with you. No, that's I'm I'm alone and it's just me and my dogs and there's nobody here. So that was very interesting because that was mad loud and it was like right outside, like my window right here. But okay, um, now I'm frazzled. But yes, this was getting me just so angry because I mean it's the truth and like I said, it's relevant today. You know, this is what's going on in the world today, unfortunately. And it's just like watching this all, like watching this again is kind of just like just a reminder just how shitty these cops are and what they try to do to cover their partners up and themselves up and just, just, just horrible, just being horrible. And, um, I feel like this is another reason why people don't want to talk about this movie as much. Um, not black people, but other people, um, because they, it's a theme in this, uh, in this movie, you know, it's, you know, you got white people, you know, killing black people for no reason, or, you know, you got these racists that's talking all this shit and trying to, you know, just take over. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a theme of this movie. I mean, it's not just about that, but it's, it's, it's known. And I think it's hard for a lot of white people to see that which they need to see that, you know? It is hard for them to see. Yeah. It. It, it's really interesting because I do feel like people would look at this, some people would look at this movie and think it's, again, it's it's about race and we're playing the race card. These are certain realities. And it, just because race happens to be a part of it, these cops knew that this would be something that people would likely believe. So they decided to do that. That's why... Uh, evidence gets planted. That's why drugs gets planted. That's why weapons can get. But to me, and you made a good point. Like they are looking out for each other. To me, let's say that you on your job are doing amazing as a cop, right? But then you just allow other cops to do not even just negligent shit, horrific shit to citizens. You don't speak up. You don't do anything about it. Yes, it's a dangerous job, but it's a job that you signed up for. And it, it, it's crazy. In any other profession, it seems like if it's very, if you see something, say something. If it's going to affect the company, you should speak up. Right. But for some reason, when it comes to policing, uh, now look, maybe there's investigations done on the inside and they just don't tell us about it, but people sick and tired all right they are sick and tired yes you're sick and tired and we still are and it needs to change i don't know in our lifetime if it will i would love to see it but you know i mean there's progress that's obviously been made since then but again unfortunately Mm -hmm. there's still you still see this shit all over the you know 
the news and TV and newspaper or whatever, the internet, you just see it everywhere. And it, it breaks my heart. And it's just, it's horrible. Um, now with Clarence in here, like I felt for him, he, he tried, I will say, I feel like he didn't try hard enough. He attempted to stop these cops when they were beating him. Um, but I feel like he didn't try hard enough. And I mean, granted he was, you know, outnumbered is three white cops that would probably try mm -hmm. to beat his ass too. But I feel like he should have went a little bit harder or did something rather than like, Oh, you know, he's the mirror or whatever. And he's, you know, and then he's like, he, he didn't make a couple of attempts of trying to stop them from hitting him. But I just felt like he could have done more and he just didn't do as much. And I feel like that's why, um, you know, he got what he got at the end of this story. Yeah, I think he was supposed to represent the people who think that they're good people, but they may not do something. Like, inaction in certain instances is still action. Right. So, like, you witnessing it, witnessing these things and not doing anything about it mm -hmm. makes you um, complicit, in a way. So, they do, as we said, that he's dead. And so, we pick back up a year later. And Clarence is now he he he's drinking his 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 uh his E and J out the uh, brown paper bag, <laughs> walking down the street down and out, and um, clearly he's not working as a cop anymore. And he walks past the mural of Martin, the councilman who was murdered, and I don't know if I would call it a vision, but the councilman basically was like, "Bring them to me." So he brings the cops over to the grave of the councilman for the anniversary. Cops show up and uh, disrespectful as fuck. They're yeah. talking mad shit. Um, so you, you understand. And they're doing it in a way that's like varying the different types of like. Mm -hmm. You have the cop who's like the kind of like the ringleader and the one who will just follow along and do whatever is told. Right. And, you know, they're pissing on his grave. And was as super one goes to, right, and not smart in a superstitious thing, sense. Oh yeah. Um, one goes to piss on his grave, and then you kind of see the other two are about to pop Clarence, mm -hmm. so that he so there's no more witnesses. Because they made a statement saying clearly. that he won't come back when they were walking to um the grave site. So mm -hmm. their plan was to kill him and get rid of him. Yep. But that didn't happen. Sure didn't. Retribution was had. <laughs> and <laughs> as one of the cops goes to piss on the grave, or actually does, he snatched down into the grave from below. And uh and then his whole, it's like his heart was ripped out of his damn chest. Mm -hmm. And then we see the councilman. Right? And obviously these cops get the fuck up out of right. <laughs> yeah, see that. He was scary. I think they did try shooting him at some point. Right? Yeah. So there's like a chase and then you see the councilman behind him. They're clearly too far away to reach him. But, and then he's like right up on the trunk of the car when they turn back around. See, that was, this the, was like a good, yeah, that ooh. was really scary to me because like, especially as a kid watching this, because they're, they're trying to get away. And every time he look back, he's still like on their ass and he's walking. 
It's not like he's in a car right. chasing after them. Like, he's walking. So, obviously, there's some supernatural shit going on. And then the last time they look back, he's on the trunk of their car, and it's that close-up shot of him. Child, yeah. mm-mm, heart attack. Whoever did that makeup, great Fantastic, job. yeah. Great job. It kind of reminded me of that... Um... I don't remember which part two was. when the lady hit the, the 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 dude and he kept like fucking with her. Yes, <laughs> it reminded me of that too. She hit him with the sign. Yeah, and he just kept showing back up, and she and she's screaming like, "Oh my god!" Right. <laughs> like, what are you doing to me? She's like, you bitch, you ran him over. <laughs> right. That's what her ass and did. left him for dead. Right. Try to act like the victim. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Make sure be good citizens, y'all. Please. Don't be running people over and not saying nothing. Right. Um, so the two cops head up and then um the dude, uh councilman, he snatches one of their heads off. Which I loved. Right off. So that was a good little moment. Mm-hmm. Good little moment. And then the other cop tried shooting him and it was really strange. I was like, he's his aim is horrible. Right. The way he was trying to shoot. And he's popping his shots off at the councilman. And uh, the councilman, he does some kind of, is giving me Freddy Krueger-esque kind of way of killing somebody. Mm-hmm. So he's like making the needles with the drugs in it levitate and he that shoots was, or propels them towards him. Yeah, that was so dope to me. I love that moment because he's chasing like this cop. And when you finally, like, and he's at that pain and like that, that um, what is it? The mural. The from, mural, from yeah. Earlier. And how he's like levitating the needles and kind of doing like these tricks with his hands, sort of. And the dude's getting stabbed up and kind of, uh, I guess, stabbed up like he's pretty much being pinned like a cross, like to a cross. Yeah. Which was great. Mm-hmm. And then the last one goes right in his throat, in his mouth. Ooh. Yeah. And then yeah. he starts to mold, and <laughs> which was a great effect. I liked it. And then he's insert inside the mural which was dope to me yes for eternity Mm -hmm. and he is there so you know you think it's over with he's killed the people who's killed him but then he comes up to clarence like no ho you you didn't do enough for me yeah you let them do all that shit so he then it essentially he frames clarence so Clarence is then locked up. Yeah. And it appears like he killed all the cops. Right. And that was the revenge. So the lesson learned in this story. Do you think Clarence deserved that? This is ooh, that's a good question. Because before he was just hunted by the dreams of the councilman, I, I believe. Until the anniversary came up where he was you know, when he was being spoken to by the council um the councilman to to bring the cops for clearance to bring the cops to him. But now he's living inside like a mental institution and be and is framed for killing those three cops. So which one you think he should I honestly would have him keep dreaming about what happened rather than locking him up in the mental institution. Or maybe you can mm-hmm. do both. But I feel like he should keep dreaming about it and keep thinking about it rather than being put away somewhere. Well, he's going to be dreaming think about it that's while he's put away. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that is true. And he'll get sober. Um, Unfortunately, he did not because he's dead. <laughs> so. Well, yes. But I don't know if he deserves... See, it's it's... It's a tricky, tricky question, Bobby. <laughs> On one hand, I'm like, you deserve that shit. 
because you could have did more. Right. On the other hand, it's like there. I would assume vast majority of people would have been in his shoes and did the same thing, right? Or did less. So I mean, I think it forces you to really take a look at yourself and figure out what type of person you are. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because mm-hmm. what you just said. There's a story kind of about that, but that's the last story where you're forced oh, yes. to take a look at yourself and things that you have done. Um, mm. But yeah, I I, I, I like the story a lot. And then this was one of the ones that I was scared of because, again, he was just the zombie. The councilman was just appearing. Like I said, when they were in the car and every time they looked back, he was there. And just the way he looked, <laughs> it was terrifying. But I have a question. So there was a close-up mm. shot where you see inside of him and you see like this vial and it had like green shit in there, like it was a potion or something. Like, was he being controlled? Yes. Like, what was that? Like, so just hear me out. Okay. I think this there is a crossover between Tales from the Hood and Harry Potter. Okay. I think no. Hufflepuff created <laughs> I did that not... to bring him alive. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm thinking... that is immediately what I thought of. A potion from Hogwarts was created to bring him back to life. <laughs> I'm running with that. Wow. Um, I thought you were still going to be horror genre. <laughs> and you talking about some Harry Dan Potter. But you know what? That is an interesting crossover. It, it, I mean, I don't really know what. Because at first, it looked kind of like. I don't know if y'all have done dabs before. But it kind of looked like that almost on mm. the inside of him. And um, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know. We need to ask uh, Mr. Cundiff. Okay? Yeah, like I wonder. Maybe... I have the Blu-ray. I, I don't think I listened to the commentary, but maybe he says something about that. So I have to go back and listen. But I'm really curious, like, was that, like, planted inside of him so he could become the supernatural being that he was? Or, I don't know. That was very, that was an interesting take on this because they could have left that out. He's just a zombie, you know what I mean? And just getting revenge. Right. But maybe Clarence went back at some point and did something yeah. and then... It just happened to happen a year later. Oh, yeah. Maybe he's just... Maybe Clarence is controlling all these stories um, in this movie. So, mm. hmm. Because I have a theory on our next story. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's get to the next one. Yes. The next story is called Boys Do Get Bruised. And it is starring um, Weepy Eyes from Soul Food. I love him. Oh, my gosh. Am I... And let me just say, I didn't have a crush on him when I was a kid. Me too. And let me just say, he's still he's he's a very good looking man now. Um, he still got them eyes that look like he's always crying. <laughs> <laughs> but I, he's he's still a very good looking man now. Um, and I just have to say that you know, Happy Black History Month. <laughs> it ain't my fault. It's y'all fault. Y'all messed up the family. <laughs> Look, Ahmad was, yeah, he was a little cutie. He was a little cutie. And I was happy to see him in this movie, too. Oh, and he was in Mars Attacks with Ray J. I forgot about he that. He was. I wonder why he stopped Maybe we should do Mars Attacks at some point. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I like how we both said, mm. <laughs> <laughs> We should. That's one of my faves. Look at this story. And so, Ahmad is playing Walter and he's like a very 
um, I guess you could say introverted schoolboy. Like you could tell he's very quiet. Like something might be going on with him. Yeah. He's new at this school, and he's getting bullied by some kid. I want to say his name's Tyrone. And uh, so you the kid is talking to the teacher. Tyrone. Tyrone. All right. <laughs> I'm getting sexy. <laughs> A whole lot <laughs> Come through, Erica. So, um, yes, Walter and Mr. Cundiff, the director, who's also the teacher in this story, he's talking with Walter, who who has a black eye. Presumably from the kid that was bullying him, right? So you see that Walter is drawing a picture of him. And what did he say? You can use this to break his bones or some shit like that? Yeah, something like that. Um, And so kids are leaving to go. I think they're about to leave to go home soon. And we see Walter twist the paper up. And then we see... Tyrone being pulled out on a, a stretcher mm-hmm. to the um, ambulance. Well, you hear them screams. That was, I was like, damn, what, what's, what's happening to Tyrone? Because it's not like it hurt. And then that's when the one of the teachers come out and say, like, how do you break both your arms and legs just by falling down? And he said, you must have weak bones. Yeah, he must have weak bones. <laughs> he should have said, he haven't been drinking his milk, I guess. <laughs> mm. Calcium. Like... <laughs> Like uh, Mr. Glass mm-hmm. from um, okay. All right, so <laughs> so I believe some time goes by, and then Walter is at the nurse, and there are other bruises there as well. And speaking so of I the nurse, fun. you know who that is? Oh, oh, oh! In Living Color. Mm-hmm. I don't remember her name, but I know she's in Living Color. Her name is. Takia, Takina, something, Crystal, something, something. And she's also the mom on That's So Raven. I've never watched it. What? You haven't watched That's So Raven? Okay, let me just. I was a Nickelodeon kid. I mean, I, I was why. too, I but I, That's So I don't Raven? Know why I didn't watch I never got into Disney Channel. I don't know why. Lizzie McGuire? The Cheetah Girls? <laughs> yes, every time y'all get into Cheetah Girls, I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. I'm wow. like, I, I know. I know it's three LW girls in it, and I know um, Raven Simone is in it, and some other. Chick. Okay, Mike, I need you this spring. Oh, uh-uh. I need you. <laughs> I'm giving you some homework. I know. Look, Black History Month. We're talking about Black people. Raven Simone was the first African American woman on Disney Channel to surpass the certain amount of episodes. I think it was a hundred episodes on Disney Channel. She was. Because who else did it before her? Raven Simone is not a black American. She's just an American. She has no <laughs> labels. Um, Yeah, let me correct myself because she'll jump on. I love me some Raven Simone. She, that's my girl. Um, I know she was problematic for that statement, but I understood what she was saying. I just think it came out in the wrong way. Um, yeah, I know what she was trying to yeah. say. I just think but let funny. me take that back. American. <laughs> well, I'm going to say black actress. Um, to surpass their, you know, certain amount of episodes that they usually do because her, 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 her show was just that good. And then, I mean, her character, Galleria, on the Cheetah Girls was just epic, especially in that first movie. So, you are watching... Is her name Galleria? Her name is Galleria. 
Galleria. <laughs> Look. <laughs> there's, all right, let me get down the names. There's, there's Galleria. There's um, Aqua, which, which is short for Aquanetta. <laughs> <laughs> and guess who Aquanetta was? Aquanetta was Killy Williams from 3LW, who is the problematic bitch in that group. Oh my God. And as I said what I said, I do not like Killy. She, after watching her on that damn BT, uh, who are you banging on? Are you hear it? Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is loud. He's that mad about Keely. He is that mad about Keely. He's I'm banging just, on the table. I'm not even banging. I'm just tapping my finger. Wow, what is going on with this audio today? Okay. Um. So yeah. Um. You know what? I'm not even gonna go in. Let's just say Keely is stop throwing pieces of chicken at people, and that's why you're not friends with anybody. Um. But yes. Michael, Good before we continue, I need you to watch at least. I'm gonna send you some awesome episodes of that, so Raven, just so you can get into it. It's it's a good show. It's really good. And then Cheetah Girls. If I do this, and then wait, a and then yeah, I'm agreeing to one show, one show. No, Cheetah Girls is a movie. <laughs> it's oh, not a show, well. so you only we only need an hour and twenty something minutes of chance. your time. How many movies? All right, only watch two, because there's three, but Raven is only in the first two, because she didn't like the other bitches by the time they got to the third movie. They're they're great. There's three of them? Yeah, but Raven Simone's only two, so those are the only ones that matter. So, watch Cheetah Girls. And then, (laughs) the second one, they go to to Barcelona, Spain. (laughs) And the music, I will just say, is iconic in... Look, I'm talking. Look, this is still look. It's Black History Month. I and these are black entertainers that I'm talking about, Michael. So let's go mm-hmm. homework. Well, you know who else is black? Sarah Michelle Gellar. Hey, you, you know, know what? No, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. With me. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna be watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer? With me. I told you I was, but that's different because <laughs> never mind. That's just, she's not black. Sarah Michelle Gellar isn't black. She's not black. I was just saying that to get him to watch the show, y'all. Back to the movie. Our, <laughs> attention's not crazy. It don't make no sense. <laughs> All right. So Walter is bruised up. So now the teacher's probably thinking, hmm, is there something going on at the home? And I think the nurse also noticed, like, okay, this is not normal, like, shit to see on a child. So he go- takes the kid home, or he shows up at the house later on that night. And Paula J. Parker is his mother. And um, the teacher shows up. And she's already a little, she's a little skittish. She doesn't really want him there. She's actually trying to get rid of him and assure him, like, everything's fine with him. It's just how he is and how he acts. Mm-hmm. And before he leaves, David Allen Greer comes in. Oh, and I'm sorry should have mentioned this this kid keeps talking about there being a monster yeah and that was the important and the, part. yeah it, it, he keeps talking about a monster that's why he had the black eye in the beginning the black eye in the beginning and there they mm-hmm. and there's scenes in there where he's in his bed and you'll see the rattling of the doorknob and stomping and growling outside the other door and there was one moment yes. where 
you don't you see, the door is opening but you don't you only see it from you only see uh what's this on um, walters that's his name right walter you only see mm-hmm. from his um you only see, yeah from so you see the shadow of the monster or who it is but you don't know exactly who it is and then we find out that it is later david allen greer who would have thought um hated it would have been a killer i know it or, or, or an abuser in a movie and he was so good at he it. was scary and it's crazy because this story here is kind of left to like it's kind of confusing but i get what they were trying to do so david allen greer character is this monster but from walter's eyes he was literally like a physical like a monster like how he drew him and everything so i'm wondering if he really looked like that but they just didn't present that to us on the screen or maybe that's just how he viewed him he wasn't he didn't look like that that's just how he viewed him but then we get into the ending where the ending of this story where all the chaos is happening and obviously uh, Walter had this paper and he's doing these things so he's like all right well now we're back in the supernatural territory because in the beginning I can see where oh well maybe this is just something in his imagination because he's a monster not physically one um, as far as appearance but as far as um, Walter being abused and you know uh, David Allen Greer abusing his mom that's a monster so right. it makes you wonder at the end of the story like hmm maybe he really was literally a monster I so I definitely thought it was just it's from his perspective so to him he is a monster so he's drawing him and blah 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 right and it's just the trauma of being beaten and seeing his mother be beaten and, but the thing that made me confused is like after he twists his ass up with his paper, he's still alive on the floor. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and, and talking and shit. I'm like, can you survive that kind of? Uh, your body can survive that kind of twisting, like your arms and legs are like, I, ooh, contortions freaks me. Yeah. Um, it was it was creepy and kind of disgusting, and I was just like, ugh. But I want to talk. All right, so the scene where, um, obviously the ending where, you know, he's beating everybody ass, David Allen Greer. Wait, hold on someone. Do you hear my background? Just. I hear something. All right. I'm so sorry. Give me one second. Y'all, Bobby disappeared for too long. Uh, is this host thing happening for real? I don't know. Stay tuned. so I can't even hear if something happens to me. And remember, he had that weird noise outside of his window. <laughs> what the fuck you saying? <laughs> I was like, he put me on mute and I don't see nothing for a while. It's too long. Something happened. <laughs> but I'm back. There was something you said you wanted to talk about. I forgot what you were saying. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, the scene. All right, so... The teacher comes in and everybody, like he's whooping everybody ass. When he was hitting Paula J. Parker character, I remember as a kid, I left briefly in that beginning just because I'm so used to see her, seeing her in comedic roles. And well, both of them in comedic roles. And then I remember my mom was just like, that's not funny. Like you don't laugh at shit like that. And 
as it kept going, I did stop laughing. Not just because she said it, but that's when I started to realize it was very serious. Right. And it's funny because in an interview, Rusty said the same thing. He said when they premiered this movie, everybody was laughing in that moment. But then when it kept going, they stopped laughing. And I was just like, wow, that was me as a kid at that same reaction. Just because, again, those two actors, they're typically playing comedic roles. And how it happened, I was just like, whoa. But then, again, when it kept going, I was just like, wow, this is very serious yeah. because you don't want to, you know. So it was um, a deep uh, moment in that because I don't, like, abuse to women in general is just, well, abuse to anybody is just horrible. Um, so, and, like, I experienced, I'm not going to say I experienced abuse, but I experienced abuse of others in my presence before and that's always going to be forever in my head so like now as an adult that's just that's something like really like something i don't really fuck with and don't play with so when i look back and like why was i really laughing at it like i know why i was but i kind of like wish i didn't but again i was a kid and i just didn't know better so yeah. but yeah that's true yeah david on the greer though was just yeah he <laughs> I was like, oh, I wonder if he could really fight. He had me a little nervous when I was younger. <laughs> also, and yes, abuse is real, y'all. And I'm just going to say this, and y'all can feel how y'all feel about it. Get a license to carry. Have it in your house, because if somebody puts their hands on you, pop, pop. Yep. I, I don't play these games. <laughs> I got my license. Do not put your hands on me. Come up in my place and put your hands on me or my Oh, kids. well, you have your license, for real? Or are you the same? Yeah, I know I got my license to carry. Even though in Georgia, from what I remember, you don't technically need one to have it in your house. It's a license to carry it out in public. Mm. So you could have, I believe you could have one inside and just use it for protection right. in that way. Because before that, I only had a bat and a sword, and I can't, I can't, you know, do too much with that depending on what's going on. Yeah, I need to get my license to be honest. Mm-hmm. I do. Go on and get it. I will. Got to be prepared. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when the zombie apocalypse happens, you know, we got to be ready. Because people are going to be nuts. You saw how they acted during the beginning of COVID. The tissue was gone. <laughs> I can get the damn water. Right. Uh, no hand sanitizer. Um, people pretending they didn't get bit. With, you know, in the, correlating <laughs> to the, the, the virus. So I'm just saying we gotta be ready. We do, and I need to I need to step my game up just because if just in case that shit happens again, I need to be prepared. So Yeah, get a good crossbow or bow and arrow action going on. <laughs> I don't see enough of Yeah, that. but I just want something that's quick. Pow pow. <laughs> bow and arrows, you do that, you just like all right, I need to get my other one. I gotta get my other arrow. No, I just need quick. <laughs> In those moments. Somebody in All of Us Are Dead on Netflix, they use bow and arrows on that show. Um, I always wonder, like, can you use a used bow or, wait, a used arrow that you shot through somebody already? Like, can you go and snatch? Yeah, because Daryl does it on The Walking mm-hmm. Dead. He uses his all, all that. I mean, if that's real, I don't know. Yeah, why, why but, can't you reuse it? I mean, if it's still intact, why the hell not? But what I did see at that gun shop is a slingshot, but they had... It was like a real durable one, and you could obviously get the shit rocks or something to shoot with it, and I'm sure that would do a lot of damage. Yeah, slingshots. Zombie survival <laughs> skills with Mike and Bobby. 
we always just go off into a tangent somewhere else. <laughs> it's a mess. Um, but yes, I mean that was the end of the story. It was. <laughs> David Allen Greer is twisted up. He gets burnt up, and um, he's dead. But my little theory is, I think um, Ahmad, aka Walter, he has um, powers because obviously. Hufflepuff. Yeah. He <laughs> So Tells from Tells from the Hood is connected to Harry Potter. Okay. Wow. I'm telling you now, I'm curious this to, is the second story in the Okay, row. so I'm curious for I'm how just... the next two is connected because those <laughs> <laughs> I wanna see what you come up with that. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Okay. I know you that's the scary part. I know you will. <laughs> um but yeah, I think Walter has powers and his mama has powers as well and yeah. Because when the teacher mm. gives it to Walter to do the honors to burning him, like he could have done it himself when he turned on the stove, but he didn't. He gave it to Walter, and Walter, when mm. it was in his hands, and he threw it in the, into the the flames. That's when it, you know David Allen Greer's character actually got set on fire. So I believe that he has some type of power. Him and his mama, and his mama probably didn't know that she had a power like the same power until she actually was in that predicament. Because when she stepped on it, obviously he felt the pain mm. and the blood splatter. So I was just like, okay, well maybe they have some type of ability. And I, this is the second story where I want to know more. That's the only annoying right. parts when you get anthology movies when they're that good because the stories they give you so much in so little time, and you want to know more. So I wish we had at least a like you know a few more minutes, not a few more minutes, but a good 15 20 minutes to the story to explain how that was happening with him but i mean rusty what y'all need to do stop trying to make these movies because i think this series. tales from the hood would be perfect as a series mm -hmm. where you could branch out and do so many different types of stories to make it an hour-long series with commercials like 40 something minutes or whatever but something that length, mm -hmm. because to me, these are great stories that are told in a small amount of time. Right. So if you just, you know, black mirror it a little bit for another 10, 15 minutes, yeah. it could it could be great. I think focus on making it a series or just focus on making a series in general doesn't even need to be Tales from the Hood yeah. uh, related. Right. Uh, versus the movies. I agree. And um, Give him a... Because I said this about Horror Noir, too, the movie. I said, like, mm -hmm. they should just turn it into a series instead of making a movie. So if Rusty can, if they do another Horror Noir and turn it into a TV show, I want to see Rusty have his story, you know, in there because I feel like he would, like, kill it. I mean, obviously, there was some stories that was questionable in those other two movies, but... He's a talented mm -hmm. man, and I feel like he would give us something good, especially if he combined with horror noir creators. So, I think I saw that they are releasing those stories from horror noir. Like, mm -hmm. I don't remember what. Tanana Reed like, do is AMC. Um, yes, because yeah, AMC is partnered with Shutter. So what they're doing is each week you're getting two uh, episodes, and yeah, so you get two episodes each week. So like in the movie. You know how you have, like, I think there was, like, six stories total. So, one Friday we'll get, you know, the first two. The next Friday we'll get the other two. And then that following Friday will be the last two. So, I think that's how they're putting them out. Because that's long. They're long as shit. Like, well, not the stories are long, but the movie's long as shit. Like, the movie's, movie, like, yeah. an hour and, like, 
almost uh, no two hours and 40 minutes excuse me so it was just going in three hours wait it was that long hard noir was two hours and like 30 something minutes that movie was long <laughs> oh I, I i needed to be a tv show pronto that could probably be a strategy on our end to get more black content created because i think with tv shows you could build a following over time versus especially with like with hype and shit but with movies it's like a one-stop shop and if it does well maybe you can create other ones if it doesn't then you more than likely won't be able to but if you make a show that is going to have seasons if people watch and then Mm -hmm. you build a fan base that way and then possibly branch out and make movies that are spin-offs from the show. Something like that, I'm, I would think, now granted, I'm not in the movie business or the TV business, but I'm just saying, I, to me, I just think that would be a better strategy, especially with streaming and everybody's watching shows. Right. Like, if you get hooked on a show, you are faithful to it. That's true. So I think that should be the route that we go in. I agreed. Our next story I don't know why I keep talking. <laughs> um, is KKK comeuppance. Oh, gosh. And I love the word comeuppance. Um, <laughs> this might be my favorite. Um, now, you said you laughed at that last story. This one made me oh, laugh. Oh, I laughed at this one, too. And now, <laughs> it was less about the... It was more so his racism, for some reason, made me laugh. Maybe I shouldn't be laughing at that. But it sounds like shit people say today. Yeah. Still. One thing I like about it is in a the making of this movie, they said, um, like, Rusty and, like, the team, because they're black people, so obviously, and they have black writers as well, so a lot of them were okay um, with this white actor saying these things. And obviously, the white actor felt some type of way uh, saying these things because he's playing racist that's saying like horrible horrible shit about black people but a lot of the stuff that they wrote for him i think was done on purpose because when they went to the i guess again when the movie premiered the reaction from black people was was, with some of the stuff that he was saying was laughter their response was laughing when he was like you little nigglings like people were laughing at Mm -hmm. that you know in actuality, you would probably wouldn't really laugh at that because he's saying some horrible shit. But I think it's how he played that character, and and yeah. with the situation going on, and how he, how his dialogue was, and how he was saying those things was comedic to me. Um, and I feel like yes, only us black people should be laughing at that. Y'all shouldn't be laughing at that because it's not for y'all. But I agree, I did laugh at him a lot because his that he was horrible. It was just but. Because, I mean, racism in itself is ridiculous. So the things that he was saying, to me, it's so ridiculous that it's funny. Like, these are things that people say. And, again, they still say. Yeah. But, so this story is about, uh, I think his name is it's Duke Metzger, which I just found out that it was a play on David Duke, who's a white supremacist, mm. and Tom Metzger, who is also a white supremacist. So, um, and he's playing someone running for um, office. I think he was trying to be a governor, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, he's a southerner, and he's setting up shop, I guess, during his campaign in a plantation yeah. that his ancestor owned. Yeah. And then we learn that after the Civil War, 
when the, the slaves were freed, instead of allowing his slaves to leave, it, fuck that, actually not allowing, bowing down, letting the motherfuckers go because they were free, instead of doing that, he decided to massacre his, his former slaves and kill them. So now there is this legend of the spirits have never left and a woman, I do not remember her name, but um, she did some kind of... They yeah they called it voodoo mm -hmm. in the movie and so she would put the spirits in the dolls. Yeah. Now we obviously have Duke here who is in this house, and he's you know he's being interviewed by people saying real fucked up shit. His uh I want to say his campaign manager yeah. who's helping he's him. He's a piece his... of shit as well because you know this man is like this and you're still still he's black. Yeah, he's black, which is he's disappointing. Black. And you have those type of people. That's you know they're out there that would still Candace. Hey Candace Boo, how you doing, <laughs> Candace Owens? You know they're Christian Walker. How y'all doing? No. <laughs> oh child, <laughs> fuck them. Yeah. I don't give a <laughs> no. Go ahead. <laughs> um, they're they're still you know I forgot the the word for those type of people, but um, they're they're still slaves in some type of way. I should just say that. Um, and I think he deserved what he got in this movie because you, you're working for this white man and you're letting him disrespect, not just you, but people like you and you don't give a fuck and you're still trying to help him out. You're still trying to help him win. He's even so giving him slogans. What did he say? The only spooks I'm scared of have guns or some yeah. shit like that. And that's when his ass fell down on the stairs and I was like, good riddance, bitch. Mm -hmm. Good. Your boo riddance. tripped him. <laughs> yes, he fell down on steps and broke his neck. He died, I believe. He died on top of me. No. <laughs> Wait, you said he died on what? On top of you? It's the color bro. Oh. He died on top of me. <laughs> Happy Black History Month, everybody. <laughs> Check out the color purple. That is an amazing movie. I'm. To watch. If y'all uh, haven't seen The Color Purple, I'm judging. I don't care. Y'all, like, come on. Come on. And I'm not one to do that. So I'm not one to do that, but it's The Color Purple. It's The Color Purple, and it has so many good moments and lines. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those movies that typically black people, when we call out a line, we know. Mm -hmm. It's also like the Jill song, Scott, when, which, uh, when we're all like, great, that <laughs> shit. <laughs> I, I love moments like that when we all collectively just yeah. know what's coming up next. But um, <laughs> I forgot where I was going. <laughs> okay, so the Senate is also being protested by, I believe it wasn't even just black Americans. I think it was Jewish people too outside mm. the uh, plantation. And anywho, after his campaign manager bites the dust, he is then going to the limo to go back to the house. Inside the limo is the doll. There's a doll who's wearing clothes that you would see in, I don't know, 12 Years a Slave and shit. And so he throws it out the window. We get to the house and it's now nighttime. We hear and see, see from the perspective of something very tiny running, <laughs> running like down the street, on the lawn, up to the house. And you hear it breathing, like breathing real heavy. And then we get inside so what he was doing, he was he was revisiting the, the footage yeah. of his campaign manager 
falling, and then in the footage he sees that the dog and he posed it on had his little leg he posed out. It on the dog. <laughs> he had his little leg out, and he tripped the man down the steps. And then he turns around and looks at the painting of this woman with these dolls in the, in her rocking chair, mm-hmm. and one of them is missing. One of the dolls is actually missing from the painting. You can tell because there's a white space in the shape of a doll going. So that's clearly the one that we know of. He leaves that room and he sees the doll sitting on the stairs, mm-hmm. staring at him. And this, this back and forth is <laughs> 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 iconic. <laughs> this doll was trying to tear him up. Oh my God. As he should. Shit. Your boo was yes, trying to get should. him out of here. Like. That doll. <laughs> he he did his best. He did his best. It, <laughs> for the little, you know, the the height that he was, you know, that he is. And um yeah, right. I, I just wish they was they was good. Yeah. They had it. Yeah. So this is the part when I was laughing because Duke was like, um, I didn't I'm not responsible for slavery. And uh, no reparations and shit. And he's like throwing a vase at the top. <laughs> it's, shit, it's not funny shit, but the shit was funny. Right. I can't describe it. No, it is. It's just him going at it with this doll <laughs> and the shit that he's saying. And you know the doll is taunting him and like fucking with him at the same time. And you can just tell that he's just over it. Like <laughs> this this politician is over with over it and the doll just keep fuck with him. So it's it's so fucking hilarious to me. It also reminds me of Trilogy of Terror a little bit with Karen Black and the little yes. um the Zuni Ooh. doll. Though even though the Zuni doll was a little bit more scarier and a little bit more aggressive, uh yeah. That knife that knife. Also, her face at the end Ooh, of the video forever in my head terrifying yeah so the doll's biting him he's you know throwing hands a little bit and um duke shoots him and so you know duke thinks he's good so he goes back into the room the study he was in and he turns around and looks at the painting and all of the dolls are missing from the painting every last one he turns around and not only the doll he shot is there he sees all the other dolls there with it and they just looking at him like we gonna we gonna fuck you up. up. And then your boo was the leader. He waved at everybody. Was like, come on! And then they all start charging at him. And then <laughs> <laughs> this reminded me of Gremlins a little yes, bit. That scene when it was in the street. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> I was like, sir, you still could have ran. I mean, I guess they're supposed to be as strong as. Humans, humans, yeah. Because right, they have the souls of them. It's kind of like a Chucky thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, they would be perfect for if you wanted to get revenge on somebody. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and they they got, like, razor-sharp teeth, too. So I could just imagine, like, what they mm-hmm. did to him. Um, I, during the making of this, I remember that Rusty was saying that there was a different ending. They were supposed to find mm. Duke's body hung with an American flag. <gasps> But Ooh. but um they decided to change it because they had good um a lot of people were liking the dolls. And mm. they didn't have that scene with the dolls charging at him in the beginning. It just cut from like I guess, you know, hum, the dolls disappearing and then maybe he seen like one of them and then it cuts to him just being hung. But they 
we had to go back and do reshoots, and then this yeah. is when we get the dolls charging after him and start like ripping him up, ripping him, ripping him up and shit. So I would like I prefer this one. Yeah, I, I prefer this too. I would like to still see that ending though, but I still prefer this one because this was much more effective and scarier. And, or give us both. Yeah, them eat his ass up and, and then, then hung at the end. Mm-hmm. That's that would have been because then it's like, oh, they they were even able to lift his ass up into the tree. Yep. And and then also we see Mama. I'm gonna call her Big Mama. I don't know her <laughs> name from the movie. Who was in the rocking chair? And then she's showing up and she's rocking. Mama, just... you know I <laughs> love you. Go back to soul food. You want fuck the family? <laughs> you know, the family fucked my husband. <laughs> yes, Faith fucked fuck my, my husband. husband. Miles. <laughs> <laughs> that scene when Terry uh, Vanessa Williams is chasing after her with that kitchen knife, child. I was here. I was like, slice him up. Bro. Yes, do slice it. Do up. it. Faith was a piece of trash. Terry is a villain, even though she's a hero mm-hmm. in a horror movie, and she's attacking, trying to kill Miles and Faith. Because also, you got to think, because Maxine stole Kenny from her. <laughs> so her family been fucking her over her whole life. Right, that's true. And she's taking care of these people. Yeah, it's taking advantage. Because I think she makes she's, the most money. She's the wealthiest one out of all of them. So ATM, automatically Terry's money. Mm-hmm. Damn. That would, I would have loved to have seen a little... Her, even if she had like a little a little dream where she went around killing everybody and she was <laughs> in peace. Because Terry was the villain as a kid in my eyes, but as an adult, I'm like, oh, yeah. uh, these people fucked Yeah, you up. see why she's like the way she is. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Uncle Miles and Faith, that scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. y'all need to check that out if y'all haven't seen Soul. You know, Mom, I hope you're not going to listen back to the... <laughs> But... <laughs> What you gonna say? Nothing crazy. I just used to rewind that scene a lot as a kid. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, all I'm gonna it. say is I just rewinded a lot. I he you know it was a moment, a, a, a messy learned, moment, but know. a moment. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I I learned how I think it was a DVD player at this point. When I got the DVD, I learned on the remote how you hit would hit like A to B point, Ooh, and so it would just yeah. repeat over and over again on its own. Wow, you were worse than me. You know, I <laughs> I hit my VCR and all I did just kept rewinding. <laughs> you know how in, in VCR you can still like it? It has that like that fuzziness mm-hmm. when you're rewinding it. You can just like play it, and then it just yeah, oh, good times. That was a good scene. That was one of the best. It was, then. and then Hallie came nice along. Nice booty, with Billy Bob, and just blew it out the water. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> Uncle Miles. Had, yeah, we're on a tangent again. Um, <laughs> but you know what? I will say we on tangents, but we're talking about black movies, black, movie. black shows, and black actors. Happy Black History Month, Good everybody. Point. We. we Thank you. We are mentioning things that y'all need to be watching. And if you haven't seen it in a while, you need to revisit it. And show your kids these movies. Because quite frankly, I don't think their movies are touching ours on any level. Oh, yeah. Not at so. all. Not at all. I don't even know. I can't. 
really name much out right now. Maybe if I like see the titles and stuff in front of my face, but no, our movies were they were on point. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they got. I, I'm not even gonna go through the list of things popping through my head right now. <laughs> Paper Soldiers. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got the hookup. Uh, um, Malib is it Balabute? Is that the name of the movie? I think so. <laughs> Malibu. You know what I watched the other day? What? Woo. Do you remember Woo with Jada Pickett? <gasps> Yes, with Jada Pinkett, yes. uh, Tom, Tommy, Tommy, yes, that was my movie because she was so she was such a klutz, <laughs> but I loved her. That wig and everything, she was so messy. <laughs> I did just save that in my queue. I gotta rewatch that. It's such a fun time. Yes, Black History Month. <laughs> this is gonna be us every ten seconds, right? Because <laughs> we can't stay on topic for shit, right? Um, but Big so Mama, Duke is dead, yeah. y'all. Big Mama was rocking in chair. She was just proud mm-hmm. of them dolls tearing his ass up, as she should be, because he needs. To, I would love to have these dolls on my side. And when them damn protests were going on, I was like, "Y'all better be lucky we don't got these dolls." Mike, all right. So if they, all right, I know this is never going to be remade, but if they do revisit this story, like in a future movie or TV series, and we see Big Mama again. Obviously, they have to recast this woman because, I mean, I mean, maybe she's still alive. Who knows? But if she's not or they can't get her anymore. Have you ever seen the show Ruthless? Ruthless? Yeah, it's a BT Tyler Perry show called Ruthless. And <laughs> there's a woman on there named Marva. And I'm going to show you a clip of her. This woman is so scary. I And the way she <laughs> laughs and how she says things... Like I need uh I need a fucking um what do you call it? Uh what is what it was I can't think of it. Uh when you show different clips in one like little uh a montage. A montage, yeah. Sorry y'all. Um I need a montage of all the clips from that show because I only watch it because of her and the fine men in there. But with her, she is iconic. Anyway, I need her to be in that role because and I need her to laugh. Her laugh is something that I just cannot get out of my head. When we get off of here, I'm going to show you a clip of her. She is insane. Her name is Marva. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know any of those people's names. I don't watch the show. I skim through which of the parts I want to watch. Mm-hmm. And, and there are some parts. Oh. Um, when, and when we say parts, there are, like, parts. Literally. <laughs> just, just out. <laughs> Just parts, parts and pieces. pieces. <laughs> parts and pieces. Okay. <laughs> we are now at the last story, which is starring. I forgot his name on Mo- on Moesha. Um, Hakeem. Hakeem. Yeah, Hakeem. that's not his real name, but um, I forgot his name too. <laughs> you no, know, I don't know nobody's real name. It is terrible. Oh, wait, oh Lamont right Bentley. Lamont, Lamont, Lamont Bentley. Yeah. Rest in peace, too. He's another one that passed away too early. Yes. He is playing Jerome. Nicknamed Crazy K. Crazy K. And he is a uh, part of... Well, he, it's, they called him a gang member, which I assume from this movie we could we could assume that, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he is a homicidal psychopath. And he is merciless. And one night... Is pursuing somebody, he shoots them, 
And then he, in turn, is shot by some people. Uh, yeah. Other black men. Mm-hmm. And um, so he is then... And then those people are shot by the cops. Mm-hmm. And he feels a way about that because he's like, save by the cops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And so some time has now passed. He's been in prison. And so he's chosen to be a part of this experiment, which is kind of... I don't know if y'all remember 28 Days Later when they were, like, programming the monkeys for rage and yeah. they had them watching, like, just videos of violence. That's basically what the fuck they were showing him in this um, this program they put him in. They literally had him visually looking at this shit the whole time. And he's just watching all this violence against black people. And then we starting to see the people that he's killed over time. And it wasn't just, you know, people he had, like, a vendetta with or, uh, or some kind of issue with it was innocent victims as well including the little girl and uh, <clears throat> he, and he's not really be, because the, he's in this program to see if he can be um, vindicated in the world yeah changed he's and stubborn he's not really he's very stubborn he's not really he's justifying everything that he was doing mm-hmm and again, he's merciless, right? And so, basically, he fails the program, right? And then we are shot back. And this I forgot her name, the actress. No. It, Rosalind Cash. Rosalind Cash, yeah. She played Dr. Cushion. 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 She didn't have no faith in him at all. She was already like, you are a lost girl. Right. But she tried. Because even, like, and when he was, like, when he was in there, I guess, the program, and he was seeing all the dead people, and she was even speaking to him, like, look, I'm giving you a yes. chance. Like, this is your chance. Like, 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 would you, like, she was just giving him, like, all these, like, chances to redeem himself and kind of just like, look, I can send you back out there into the world if you just owe up to your shit, which you have done. Mm-hmm. You know, stop bullshitting. And again, he, like you say, he was stubborn and it led him back to where the fuck he was at. And then this time, well, ultimately dying where he could have been alive. And it was very heavy. Mm-hmm. It was very heavy handed on this. Even though we know black and black crime is not a thing, it's crime with people around you, but it this is basically about us killing each, each other. other right and um which is you know a and, topic I, and it's crazy too because when discussion. you have those people that's locked up and then they're let out that is their second chance in trying to fix their lives trying to you know just better themselves and then sometimes people just end up back in jail fucking up again because they just that's all they know and they just live that life of just drugs and violence and killing people where you have a chance to better yourself and fix yourself and you know and you still don't learn anything you still go out doing the same shit and it's it's like really complicated complicated because it's it's almost like cyclical because yeah they get inside and then they come out but then when they're out this system the way it is the way it is it makes it harder it's really difficult for you to even try to be on the straight and narrow you You can't get jobs it's hard for you to find jobs that would pay you well enough Mm -hmm. and then you try to compare what you were making before when you would do illegal shit and you can barely afford to survive and then that's why if you can get a job and that's why people go back into doing the illegal shit and then they end back up in jail because they can't get a job and like you said they um they make more than what they were making when they did have a job and if nobody else is giving you a chance and accepting you you're going to go back to what you knew and then ultimately Mm -hmm. that leads you back into prison or 
you know, even even more horrible shit being killed or something. So the system does make it a lot harder for black men uh, when we are released from jail, uh, whether that we are innocent or not. Um, and it, it sucks, but in this case, in a movie, he had a chance to uh, redeem, redeem himself. himself after all this violent shit that he has done, taking innocent lives. And he, again, like you said, he just had an excuse for everything, and that just led to him just being killed. So, right. So, it, it essentially was like not, he was never in prison right right so what it was is like it was a test Mm -hmm. to see what would happen to him if he chose to redeem himself and try and i I don't know if she was supposed to be a representation of like uh if you believe in god or a higher being or something but like if you repent in a way you will be forgiven right if you don't then your ass is getting burnt the fuck up Mm -hmm. um he chose to not so he's laid there in that street or lie there in that street bleeding out yep and so that was the end of him <clears throat> right and so now we are back in the this is arguably to me the most tense but almost the best part of the movie <laughs> for me I agree this performance here is just Ooh. wow I could even look at him when I was a kid during that scene me neither um so we are back at the mortuary and <laughs> it is then discovered that the three men who showed up here to get the shit are <laughs> are the men who shot Crazy K. Mm-hmm. It was revealed that it was killed him. Yep. And they, in turn, were killed. And they find out by looking three coffins in there and they see their own bodies there. Mm-hmm. Lifeless. Still melanated, but lifeless. Yes. Well, I don't know. Your boo junior was looking really dry. I mean, I get it. You know, you're pale, <laughs> you die, but he was the palace out all of them. <laughs> he was. Uh, this ain't no funeral home, motherfuckers. Oh. <laughs> yeah, see, they were so confused. And obviously, I'll be too shit. You show a damn doppelganger looking like me right. in a coffin. I'm be, uh, I'm going to be stressed. To say the least. Oh, yeah. So, they were spazzing. Clarence Williams' performance in this moment was just... His performance in this scene is just iconic to me because Mr. Sims is not a drug dealer. He don't have the shit. In fact, you have the shit he wants. Your soul, bitch. (laughs) And then you see like the little snake tongue coming out of his mouth. And then he starts to morph into the devil. You know, flames are engulfing them and they're screaming. And I mean... And that is the movie. Yeah, it was... That is the movie. Yes. That, that's forever engraved in my head. That moment. I mean, like you said, 
clearance uh, just did an amazing job just because throughout that whole moment you could just tell that he wanted to burst like you could just tell yes. something was coming out of him but you didn't know what it was he's like his eyes are wide he's sweating he's like he keeps saying oh the shit I'll take you to the shit <laughs> like, <it> was, <laughs> like you could just tell like yeah he's ready to reveal himself in that moment when you know he morphs into the devil i should say or the demon uh it was it was it was terrifying and let me just say practical fucking effects just yes. amazing throughout this whole movie is maybe 98 percent practical effects because there's certain things i can tell they did like weird cgi like weird warping things that i noticed on this watch recently and i'm just like oh i didn't notice that before but practical effects throughout this whole movie is just so it just makes it so much cooler i feel like a lot of this stuff here would be cgi if it was made today and that's the sucky part so that's why i love the 80s and 90s for you know their movies because they use practical effects and it's it just looks so much better and clearance in that devil makeup is just just terrifying and just that again that whole performance was just scary to me and like you said i think it is one of the best moments in this movie yeah it's just so tense and it's this been this build up because honestly you kind of forget about them while you're getting engulfed in these other stories so for it to be a full circle from the beginning from for everything that we've seen and for it just i just bravo yes <laughs> bravo brav fucking oh. yes um now, I have some questions. So, we said we were going to rate these. So, we want to put them in the order where we like from most to least or least to most. Let, or you want to rate them number-wise, each one. Maybe let's rate them number... Well, I mean, we could do either or. Let's do... what I guess least to most. Because I was going to do numbers, but it's going to be hard for me to do that. I'd rather do least to most. Okay. Um, I know my least is Crazy K. Yeah. Hardcore convert that's my least favorite same even though stuff is going on i just feel like it's not enough to keep my attention in comparison to the other ones the other ones were just great um oh shit why i'm I'm missing one in my head the dolls ahmad and uh um zombie one in the beginning oh my god (laughs) (laughs) I guess that is the next to last one because I couldn't remember it. Even though it was great, I'm going to say um, the zombie cop. Zombie cop is going to be number three. Number two is Ahmad because I just love that he's a Hufflepuff in the... Oh, we were supposed to... Yeah, I was waiting to see if you got her. I'll think of that while you're... um... (laughs) You know what? Like Doing yours. No, it's fine. Mine's is actually the same as yours my list oh yeah, yeah it is for me like the last i mean my least is the one with um crazy k and then it goes to the zombie cop um and then it goes to you know walter aka ahmad and then we get the the dolls one um because and i'm not saying any of these like all these stories are great they're amazing and it, mm-hmm. it says a lot each story says a lot about something and again like i said it's all relevant today but as far as i guess entertainment and what i had more fun with 
that's the way my right. order is going. So just like yours. Now I do have a question. Okay. If you had the power to draw someone and harm them, who would you do that? <laughs> that's what I was thinking of when I was like, if somebody had this power, what what would they do with it? Because I would assume you could do good things. You know with what? It too. I bind you, Nancy, from doing harm against other people or harm <laughs> against yourself. I ain't what? What type of? Sh- I, you know, you know who? I, you, know, you know what? You know what? You know who? Donald Trump. Who? Bam! There you go. I, I cannot okay. stand that motherfucker. So Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't like wishing harm on other people. Um, and I don't want to get too political. This is fiction, people. This is fiction. Fiction. But this is literally how I feel. And this is what, this is the only person I would do that to. Um, because I mm. strongly dislike that person. I'm not going to say hate, but I strongly gotcha. dislike that person. I'm going with Sydney Prescott. You know what? Bye. Story. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? Like, all right, real quick. I know this is, you know black episode <laughs> but what is your deal with this woman I don't know what it is I don't I recognize that she is a top dog or one of them I just feel like other final girls do not get as much attention because they're not put in all the movies it's really like they might be in one or two and then they'll delve off into let other stories. That's not her fault um, though. Build. That... It's not her fault. <laughs> but I'm just like I, I just I, if other characters would have that kind of like Lori. Lori's been in more movies so Lori is seen as higher up there like Sydney is. But somebody, you know, yeah. Alice has been in two. Mm. And people don't even bring her name up. Okay, which is a trap. <sighs> because she is a Gail Gail Weathers is just as badass as Sydney has been in as many movies, has survived as many times, but people don't bring up Gail Weathers over Sydney. Because Gail Weathers is always in up being about to be killed. The first one she got she came back saving Sydney, they knocked her ass out about the shooter. The second one she got knocked mm-hmm. into that ditch and didn't come up until the end. And I feel like she was alive that whole time and she was waiting for all the drama to stop and calm down before her ass came out and act like, oh, I'm down here. No, bitch. She was alive the whole time. You was just waiting for it to calm down so you don't have to be involved. So, yeah. and She's smart. <laughs> and then the third one. I mean, what happened to her in the third one? Well, the third one, I didn't really feel like she and Dewey were in that much danger because that was the more goofy yeah. one, which I still love. But, um... It was just her and Dewey running around. Oh well, we get she fell down the stairs with the killer. Um, you know, of course, her and Jennifer were going back mm-hmm. and forth. And I loved watching them run around. With the oh yeah, them too. Forever in my head is when Gail's like running, and then like Jennifer realizes that she's running, and she's like reaching out to her, chasing after. <laughs> <laughs> like, bitch, don't leave me. <laughs> That is my favorite gift. I got it somewhere on my phone. I love it so much. <laughs> um, I don't have a thing with Sydney. I just like to play and be facetious because mm-hmm. I know people really love her. Right. Look, I love me some Lori too, but it's just... Now, if she doesn't have any fodder or um, bait around her, we'll see how well she does. True. I'm just saying. True. 
the the killers are are worn out by the time they get to her. That's true. <laughs> How do we? End? Oh yeah. So yeah, you said you would use that. Are, were you for real about that answer, or are you just joking? <laughs> I I mean, no, I was joking. Mm-hmm. I, I can't really think of anyone. I might want to break somebody's leg. Whose leg do I want to break? <laughs> Let's see. A real person. Real person's leg that I want to break. Y'all, he's looking at me. I think he want to harm me. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. I'm your co-host. <laughs> I am going to go with Rudy Giuliani. You had a lot of nerve to show your ass on that damn TV show. <laughs> you know nobody want to see your ass. And I'm glad they walked out on you. So, and you know what? Yeah. Take it like one of his, his ankle or some shit. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you're not killing him. You're just breaking something. Ill hill. Spray. It's a spray. It's a spray. It's a spray. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was the movie. And, um... but what would, what would we rate the movie out of a five? <gasps> the movie is an entirety. For me, I'll say four and a half well 4.5 um it's mm-hmm. one of those movies that again it just is important i feel like these are this is one of the movies i would show it at is. like a, at a class to like students and stuff um it's an important horror black horror movie that everybody should still be talking about and continuously talking about and act like y'all don't know nothing about so if y'all haven't seen tales from the hood tales from the hood would be on shutter if y'all do have Shutter on February 7th, I believe. So, no excuse mm. for anybody to... Um, actually, by the time this come out... Right. It's going to be on Shutter. It's going to be on Shutter. Today. today. Today, yes. It's on Shutter today. No, no perfect. Oh, my gosh. I love that we're on time. Wow. Wasn't intentional, neither. That was perfect. And I paid three ninety nine. Y'all getting it for free on Shutter. Damn. Damn. I should have I should have <laughs> told you. I'm sorry. well you supporting you supporting yes i was in support for the culture of the film Mm um uh, but yeah i agree this is definitely an important horror movie it's not just a you know uh something thrown together it's a perfect i don't know why i gave it a four i just something could be done better i'm just not quite sure what it is um but the story is realistic. The the messaging is realistic. A reality. And I agree with Bobby. This should be shown or taught in classes and shown, especially in film. And if you haven't seen this movie, you need to just watch it. I mean, really, what's stopping you from watching this movie? Because you're afraid it's going to talk about black people being hurt and it doesn't. This is a perfect example of a movie that people would say is about race when in reality it's not really about race. It is the symptoms of shit and uh, in, in how race is in the dealings of race. It's not like, oh, it's about black people. It's about black things that black people go through and things that some black people ignore. Because if you think about it, a lot of a lot of this is shit happening from the outside into the community, and then some of it is internal within the community. And it seems like they were doing a good job of showing not only is this racist man who's trying to be a governor a- an issue in his film, but also we are an in- issue amongst each other. You had the campaign manager, you had Clarence in the beginning who didn't stand up for the councilman, 
So it's telling everybody to do better, basically. Yes, I agree 100% with all of that shit. So, um, yeah, I, I don't have nothing else to say about this. I said what I said. You said what you said. Um, yes, we did. <laughs> I'm trying to think of more Paula J. Parker lines. I can't think of any <laughs> on top of my head. In my head, I'm just picturing her rolling up to Craig's house in that car and the music in the background and her flicking uh, her hair <laughs> when she gets to the park. <laughs> Big booty hoes. Big booty hoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know I love your mama. Oh my god. <laughs> or that part okay. when um, Felicia came to the thing asking, can she borrow something? And she's like, uh uh-uh, uh, who the fuck oh. is that bitch? Who is this bitch? <laughs> fuck you, motherfucker. You think you slick. Go and ask that bitch for some money. <laughs> And then drive off. <laughs> he, he almost got saved. Mm-hmm. That would have been me too. I'm like, oh, you asking me for money, and you got this. Ho- ho- uh, uh-uh. this hoe up on your porch. Tr- no, sir. <laughs> you gonna get this money somehow, somewhere, some other way. That's another movie. Watch Friday. <laughs> yes, watch Friday and next Friday. And Friday, and Friday after, after, next. after next. Yes, the trilogy, amazing. Um. Well, before we go, I, I you know, I just, I, I just have one last thing to say. I have to, um, it's only fair. So, um, just hold on one second, please. Sir, if you put on Adam Payne. Um, just to let you guys know, <laughs> we're black. So, thank you for oh listening to People Under the Scares. Uh, Mike, do you want to yes. take us out? Sure. As Bobby said, thank you for joining us again. You can catch us here every Monday morning or spooky evening. And you can find the People Under the Scares podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on the major uh, podcasting platforms and please remember to like us if you do i've had a few messages from people who like who messaged me saying like the show love what you guys are doing but I'm, we're not seeing it as far as rating and the reviewing I, I gotta get y'all a prize or something apparently okay so what could we get these people I, a michael myers man probably I don't, I don't know we shouldn't have to do that y'all should just love us to just rate us <laughs> i mean you know the gifts come later but yeah, show us some love, y'all. We really appreciate it. So, rate us. Show us some love. Review. You can rate us and review on Apple Podcasts. I believe Spotify now has that option as well. Right. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at people underscore scares. Um, if you are interested in coming on and talking about any horror movies or horror adjacent, you can go ahead and either hit us up in, on Twitter and uh, Instagram or on email pp under scares at gmail.com and again stay black yeah stay black black power good night <laughs>